Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. So, Chris, you wouldn't go down as a one-cat wonder, but how did you get back in? It was a real sliding doors moment. Were you just the right man in the right place at the right time? And Ricky Ponting retired... Michael Hussey retired, and I'm not sure, but did selectors decide they just needed perhaps a, a little dollop of experience rather than some, you know, next generation talent? Uh, yeah, I, I think you nailed it. Really, it was also right after um, Homework Gate, so yeah. there, was a, there was a fair bit going on within the group, and yeah, I think that. They just got to a point where, you know, it's a bit like we've got a lot of youth here. We, we, we could do with some experience. And I think, you know, Brad Haddon kind of came back into the fold and, and Ryan Harris, I think, and, and these kind of guys. So we, we they I think they just wanted to just strengthen, you know, the, the, the side from that point of view. And, and obviously I had... Um, a lot of experience in England in those conditions. I'll never forget though. So I was playing for Middlesex and I was living in um, West Hampstead and the guys got knocked out of, Australia got knocked out of the Champions Trophy early. So half the side then kind of, or a few of them went and played in the Aussie A game down at Bristol and the other half just went to London and they needed a ground to train at. So they trained, trained at Hampstead Cricket Club, which was literally, it was 200 metres walk from where I was, I was staying at the time. So I'd kind of dragged my bag through the streets of West Hampstead to go to this cricket club and, and then I'd train with the guys because uh, I was still playing for Middlesex at, at, at that time. Mickey Arthur, <laughs> he kind of, we were having, I had a couple of net sessions. Well, I had a net session. He came up to me after the, the first net session and he said, he said, Buck, that was really good. And I was like, oh, thanks. He goes, yeah, I've never seen you bat before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I don't think that's true because I think I played in a game where he was he was um, he was coach. The next day, so we had a good conversation. The next day, he came up to me and he and he said he said, "Buck, no, nah, I've just been really impressed with, with how you've gone these these first few days." And he said, "Just to let um, he said two things uh, when we get the Somerset, which is where the first um, practice game is going to be. I, I want to go for dinner with you. I just want to pick your brain. I cricket over here, you know. Like I've really enjoyed our chat the last few days." And I said, "Cool." And he said, "Oh, and and." Just letting you know, uh, also, um, you'll be opening in the first test. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, this is amazing. And funnily enough, I had to get in the car and drive up to, I think it was Lancashire or somewhere like that, Yorkshire, and play like a one-day game the next day for for, for Middlesex kind of thing. And I was driving up and I was in the car with Sam Robson, who played for England, but he's probably more of an Australian, but... um, Anyway, and his, his mate was dating Mickey Arthur's daughter. And we're driving up and... He gets his phone out and he's reading it. He goes, "Oh, oh, Mickey Arthur's been sacked." <laughs> I, just, I just couldn't believe my luck. I was like, "There I was, you know, told told I was going to play, and then next thing you know, the coach has been sacked." So, um, yeah, I didn't know how to how to take that. So, um, yeah, after that, we went down to Somerset and. We picked up the Aussie A guys, and Darren Lehman was coaching the Aussie A team, so and he he came in, and I, I remember we were staying at the Castle Hotel in Somerset, which is this really old hotel. It was one lift, 
Um, you could only fit like one person in. So I ended up dragging, carrying my, my suitcase and my cricket bag up three flights of stairs. And and I just, I always hang my clothes up when I get into a hotel room. So I just kind of over my suitcase and threw all my clothes out kind of thing about to hang them up. And, he, and there was a knock on the door and he came in and it was Darren Lehman. And he, he just walked in and just went, oh, you're a messy bastard, eh? And I was like, oh, wow, great first impression kind of. Then he said, just to let you know, you won't be playing in this first practice game. Uh, and my heart sunk. And he said, but you will be opening in the first test. And then, um, yeah, that was, it was one of the moments. And I remember he said it to me since. He said it was one of the, the best moments in his, his coaching career, my, my reaction apparently. It's just amazing, isn't it? So at the age of 35, this is, and you, you don't let them down. You average 40.77 for the series. You're Australia's third highest run scorer. You, you, you reach a maiden uh, 100, obviously, in the first innings of the fourth test at, at Durham, I think it was. I mean, family, friends, all those with the intimate understanding of the struggle to get there must have been an unbelievable time for you. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, the first test was amazing. It was, it was um, Ashton Agar when he got 98, and we, we nearly stole the game. <laughs> Some of the best batting I've ever seen in my life and um, from number 11. And then we fell short, and then we went to Lords, and we got absolutely hammered. And, and I, that was when I missed that full toss, and you know, we, we, were, we were woeful. And I... I my friend Stephen Peters, who I played um, county cricket at, at uh, Northamptonshire, he had a benefit year that year. And in between the second and third test, uh, there was a there was a practice game down in Hampshire. But I was told, don't worry about it, just just stay in London, relax. So I, I could go to his benefit dinner. They had a panel of Alastair Cook, Alex Stewart, and Jeff Thompson. I remember. And at the end, uh, I tried to go like say hello to Jeff Thompson, um, introduce myself. He had absolutely no idea who I was. <laughs> panel guy got asked what their prediction for the series would be at the end. And, and um, Alistair Cook, you know, naturally said, oh, look, I don't want to say, you know, anything there, that kind of thing. And Alex Stewart said, oh, it's definitely going to be 5-0, that kind of thing. And then they got the Jeff Thompson, he goes, oh, I don't know, but our top order is a disgrace. Our number, like, 1, 2, 3 are worse than 9, 10, 11 kind of thing. And just completely blitzed me. So I was, you know, I was devastated leaving that. And then um, that was when I probably thought I had one more test match. And I went up, we went, we went up to uh, Manchester and we won the toss and it was just a perfect batting pitch and everything found the middle of the bat thankfully I think I was 50 or 47 balls and, and I was out for 80 yeah we went to Durham um, and it was it was going to be a green top and Darren Lehman I remember come up to me and said mate you are getting 100 this game and uh, yeah I don't know why like that just kind of helped me a lot and then yeah I, it was one of those innings where I, I just think everything went my way you, you, you have a lot of bad luck throughout your career but then there's moments where you just you know that everything went, went my way must have played and missed 20, 25 times. I was dropped at second slip. Had a review that could have been given out. It was, it was all a, a couple of little things like that. But um, yeah, but that that hundred is my favourite because um, yeah, it was the first one, and I was I was actually I remember Brad Haddon putting his arm around me. He, I was batting with him, and he just said, "Mate, you deserve this." And then I, I was tearing up a little bit down the, the non-strikers end. The, the the next over, but we got through the end of the day. That century, you're on 96 for, for how long, do you reckon? Because Graham Swan had you pinned down for what seemed like an eternity. Did it feel like a, a long time for you to be stuck on 96? Yeah, I think it was like 40 minutes or something like that. I know it was about 24 balls. So, yeah, and I panicked a little bit. And I, I just couldn't, I'd missed a, I'd hit, a, hit him for four to go to 96. And then he bowled a short, wide one that I should have hit for four. And I, I clocked it. And, and didn't get any, and then he just didn't bowl a bad ball after that. I just I panicked, and I thought to myself, either either I do something here, I'm going to get out. So either I take him over his head, but the chances of me going over mid off and mid on weren't weren't, weren't high, or I just 
I just sweep and hope that I don't miss it and get LB. And uh, in the end, um, yeah, I, he just he bowled a ball. It was right in the perfect spot um, to sweep, and I hit it. And there's a there's a moment I think where you hit the ball, and only you know that you know where it's gone, kind of thing. And so I hit it, and there's a you know there was a fraction of silence before people realised the ball had you know was going to the boundary. So that was that was kind of I kind of think that that was my moment. But yeah, and then it was just pure relief really so the return ashes series in 13 14 he averaged 46 and, and a bit another two tons in that series he had 100 against south africa as well and and then you said prior to the 2015 series back in england uh for the ashes that it would be your last series i, I reckon the fact that you retired on your own terms as well i mean after everything you'd been through as well and not many in professional sport get the chance to go out on their own terms and geez what a way to go out I mean you lost the series but individually highest test score of your career 173 as well I think you averaged 60 and you're the player of the series it was a scriptwriter's dream I don't know it was it was one of those things where you're just so determined to, to finish well I just I mean everyone's determined but I was just I was ready to fight as hard as I ever had kind of to, to, to try and grind them out and I knew it would play an important role to hopefully look after our middle order so uh, yeah and then it's it started all right from a personal point of view. I think I got, I got 95 in the first one, first innings. But we lost that 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 test. We went to Lords, won the toss. It was pretty flat. It swung early, but it, it was pretty flat. And then um, Davy threw away a start, but but Steve came out and we batted for the rest of the day. And and I, to bat a whole day in a, in in a test is you know that that that's something to be proud of. I think and and. Yeah, walking back through the long room after batting for the day, a lot of those, a lot of the supporters there are the, are the same supporters that go to the Middlesex game, so I, I knew a lot of them. But um, yeah, walking through the long room to a standing ovation is one of the, one of the, the great feelings, great experiences. And then we won that top, we won that test easily, and then it all went a bit kind of crap after that. So it didn't go our way. We didn't we didn't play, you know, we didn't play uh, as well as we could have. But equally, I thought England played some some pretty good cricket as well. But it was nice to yeah, it was nice to kind of score some runs in that series. I, I knew it was time to finish international cricket when Steve Finn bowled me a, a bouncer in the third test and, and I'd had a, a few problems with concussion at this stage but he bowled me a bouncer and I, I couldn't move it, it's interesting people say your reactions slow down yeah. you still see the ball as well as anything it's just it's like my back was stiff and I couldn't move kind of thing um, so usually you know it's way out of the way I just was literally stuck to the spot and um, just lucky it missed my head really um, and that was probably it that was kind of the moment I knew that I, I, I think international cricket was, was, was truly done for me Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.